0: Welcome back to the podcast that never seems to end or really have a point. This is the babbling of a fairly uncontrolled mind. This is your mind, reminding you that a mind is a terrible thing to use. Unless, of course, you let me use it for about 15 or 20 minutes, in which case, uh, it's like taking a nap. It's like taking a power nap and you just kind of relax and let me control everything. Stand by Had to spit up a lung, pardon me. So, tonight, it's going to be a little different. In a way, I've been talking with the woman from Ohio again. And the more I try to ask her things of a deeper nature, the more she puts me Off with short contrived sort of answers. I think I'm giving up on it. I told her I wouldn't give up on her. But you would think after talking to somebody for over a year that you'd get past the level of, oh, we're we're just, you know, She doesn't open up. She doesn't want to open up. It's the best thing I can describe. She doesn't want to open. I mean, we've known each other since the 80s, 1980s. Thank you. Um, I've known her in just about every which way that you can know a person. But then in 1989, I left the military base and came back here to my home state. And then she was given word from a acquaintance of ours that I had been killed. The story goes that I had joined the local sheriff's department and that I was shot while trying to serve a warrant and died on the scene. This was the story that somebody we all knew gave to my friends out there in the West Coast land. So they all believed that within a you know, short time after I left the Great Golden State that I had been killed. Flash forward to years later, sitting around Facebook, and all of a sudden I get a message from somebody going, hey, are you the same guy that used to be stationed here, between here and here? I'm like, yes, is this who I think it is? And their answer was, oh my God, yes. I'm like, you know, I was excited to meet her and then reacquaint myself with her. She was, besides herself, finding out that this person that she knew just about in every which way possible was still alive and not dead. I mean, she went on to tell me how much she mourned me and how much she missed the fact of us being, you know, friends. Of course, at this point, I let her know that I am married with children and I have had a retirement career with the city that I worked for and we were texting back and forth meanwhile my my wife is in bed next to to me and my phone rings, messenger. It's her, the woman from Ohio. She's calling me at four o'clock in the morning. So I answer it, you know, being polite. And we talk for another two hours. Now, I believe she drunk dialed me just like, just so she could hear my voice, just so she would know that it was me. And she explained that You know, she had moved from the Golden State to the Empire State and had a job out there and had acquaintances out there and then found somebody that she really cared about and that they were together and quite recently had moved back to Ohio, where she was originally from. And, you know, I'm like, hey, that's great. I'm glad for you and everything. And it just was, it was nice to catch up with her, but yet it felt awkward too. Because here's a woman that, like I said, I knew intimately. By the way, this was after my wife and I had broken up while I was still serving the country. So there was no cheating. Don't worry about that, friends. Uh, you know, if if my wife was here, she she'd laugh and go, "Yeah, he's never spent a day without a girlfriend." And I mentioned that before. I broke up with my my future wife, and that evening started a relationship with the woman from Ohio, which lasted until I left to The golden state and then she heard I died and then on and on after that we kind of you know after that after she finished talking to me on the phone you know she hung up I came back up to bed and my wife was like how how is she doing so I explained everything that I was told and my wife was like you still have feelings for her, don't you? And I'm like, well, of course I have feelings for her. I mean, we had a relationship but that relationship ended when I left California and when I moved back here. actually and the relationship really ended before I left California because I I had met somebody else. And so I told the woman from Ohio that I wanted to start seeing this other woman. And she was understandable about that because, well, the woman from Ohio was married. The woman from Ohio had what you call an open relationship with her husband. Her husband, very good friend of mine, I still talk to him to this day. Um, and her both pursued other people. I don't know if uh, he ever knew that... Her and I had a relationship, but he'd have to be so naive not to notice it. So I'm going to make the assumption, which I've never asked him. I'm going to make the assumption that he knew or she told him that it was out. Anyway, so my wife asked me, I'm like, of course, I still care about her, but I'm married to you. We have our life and we have our children and we love each other and I'm being completely honest with her, as my wife and I always were, always tried to be, at least on my end. Turns out later, I've now I'm finding out there were things that were said and did behind my back that, well, let's just say she wasn't 100% honest. I'll say that I wasn't. honest, but I think I might have been more honest than she was. Just saying. It was a part part of time in our relationship that I seriously considered leaving her. Leaving my wife. It had just become such an untenable position for us that I thought it would be better if I went and moved out and just rediscovered myself. Here's the funny thing. Now, two years after my wife's dead, I'm still trying to rediscover myself. Funny, right? Anyway, back to the woman from Ohio. We ca- continued talking with each other and texting each other and catching up. And we always told each other that we were going to be 100% honest with each other. She was very honest with me about her relationship with. The man that she met in the Empire State, I mean, it was such a strong relationship that when he was able to basically retire from working, they moved back to her state in Ohio. I mean, that's serious. About a year before he died, which was only a few months after my wife died, he even gave her a ring. He wanted to marry her. They never got around to it. I'm sorry they didn't. I really am. I think I would have liked him a lot if I'd met him. I hope he would have liked me too. So, the new phase in our relationship came out of our grief and our loss. And the two of us understanding who we both were. And understanding what we had just lost in our lives. Well, now, over two years later, I feel like she, every time I get so close to her, she just puts up a wall. It's like she doesn't want that kind of relationship. Maybe that's all it is. Maybe she just wants to maintain a friendship and, you know, we can be buddy-buddy and talk and be honest with each other. But I've been honest with her and said, hey, listen, I would like to someday take the next step with you. She never really reciprocates. Sometimes she says, yes, I want to be, I want to, you know, meet with you, and I'd love to be together with you again, but most times, no. And it's been a week since I took off my wedding ring, and she was the first person I told that I took off my wedding ring. I sent her a picture of my hand with the ring next to her and said, what do you think? And we had a day-long conversation. If you want to relive that, uh, just go back to last Sunday's podcast. It's all in there. I'm not going to try to repeat myself too much. Um, So our our texting relationship has kind of deteriorated down to sending each other pretty pictures and, you know, memes and things. And, you know, things we find on the Internet that we think the other person would be interested in. And she's really not talking to me anymore. I mean, if I can, hopefully this is still working. Yes, it is. It says recording in progress. I'm doing this so I can go back over to Messenger, which is going to take a long time to load because it's it's a Facebook product. And well, they just, their things are cumber cumbersome. I used to have something called Messenger Lite, which worked a lot faster and easier. But because I was job searching, I wasn't getting things from prospective employers through Messenger Lite. So I had to switch back to the original Messenger. Oh, she's actually online right now. That's interesting. So... I mean, last night we were talking about her making linguine carbonara, which sounds nice. And she described what she made, and I wrote back to her, now we just need a nice Chianti. She replied, yes, it would be nice. Um, And I continued with, maybe someday we could be in the same geographic area at the same time and have a meal and the Chianti together. She replied, that would be nice. I wrote, well, maybe someday. She said yes. And then I sent her something about being fragile and delicate and basically covering up your scars with, you know, trying to be strong. And I told her, it reminded me of her. And she goes, well, then there are the, there are days. Six o'clock this morning, I, I asked her, why are you such a puzzle that I can't stop trying to solve? You are an enigma you are an enigma wrapped in a riddle, surrounded by armor and a beautiful smile. I can't help but wonder what is under all of that. I can't stop asking myself if you are the mystery I need to I have to solve or need to solve. She wrote, I am just me. I'm a lot older, I'm not sure that I'm any wiser, and she wrote, and I'm fatter too. So, at that point, we just went back to, I sent her a, a statement by Atticus, the philosopher, saying, never go in search of love, go in search of life, and then life will find you the love you seek. She replied back to it, a wise thought. So I sent her a pretty picture and I sent her another statement, another meme statement. And I need you not in the ways to survive, but in the ways that make life worth living. And I sent her another pretty picture. And she's online right now. She could see that I was here. And she's hasn't replied. So. What all this means. I don't know. Maybe I'm better off. Cutting it off right now. Or at least letting it taper down to. Next to nothing, slow it down, let it fade away into the background, let myself rediscover all the things that are me, but I don't think I need to be rediscovered. I know who I am. I also know that I've never done good by myself. I always have done better as, you know, a a pair. Never a solo, but then I've never really given myself a lot of, a lot of chance to do that. I literally went from having, having some girls that were friends to having a girlfriend to losing that girlfriend over some bad information to the girl, the woman from Ohio. To the other woman that I met while I was in the Golden State, had her move back to my home state with me because we were, I asked her to marry me. That didn't work. And I went from that back to my wife or back to the woman that then became my wife. And I've always been faithful to my wife. I want to state that very clearly. I, Always have been faithful to my wife. It's not that I didn't have the opportunity. But I never acted on it at all. I never even gave her a hint of impropriety. Nothing. Because I believed in our marriage. Even when I wanted to Possibly get out of the marriage. I still believed in an us. I just didn't think that we did well at the time. I thought maybe some time separated from each other would help us kind of, I don't know, grow and learn a little more and then we could decide whether or not we'd stay together. I don't know. It was years ago. It was before my wife first got sick. So... If, they, if you guys know the time frame, then you already know that. But life goes on, and I'm really thinking at this point that it needs to go on without the woman from Ohio being that prevalent in my life. I think she needs to go on the back burner. I think she needs to be, I need to let go of it. You know, even if it means feeling crappy because I'm so alone and I do feel all alone. I got my friends, I got my family, I've got you guys that listen, and I wanna thank each and every one of you. I will thank you all personally when I see you. That's because I've only got like five or six listeners. I can kinda of do that. But any of you that have been in a relationship or are in a relationship, understand what I'm saying when I say, I'm lonely. I feel all alone. And I think it's something I need to learn from. Maybe I just need to go out for long walks and I don't know join some sort of club, join some sort of, eh, some group. By the way, um, just just for the my own edification, I've never been a joiner. The fact that I'm even thinking about that tells you how I feel. And I think I've wasted your time enough today. So, uh, if anybody is still listening to this, anybody at all, thank you. I appreciate it as I have my own little nervous breakdowns three days a week. These are tiny little ones and I can record them and listen back to them myself. It beats having a great big nervous breakdown and just blowing up all over everything. So, thanks again for listening. I truly appreciate it. Share my posts around. Let everybody know I'm out here. Everybody take care. Have a good night.